Hey guys, hope everybody's doing well today. We've got an awesome show for you coming up. We've got TJ McBride of Mile High Sports, who you know always brings the energy. So fun show today to cap off your weekend, send you into the weekend on the right note. So if you guys are looking for some beer, wine, liquor, spirits, anything in between to get you right this weekend, choose Davidson's. Davidson's has two locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. These guys are locally owned. You know we love the local guy. They have a massive selection too. When you walk into Davidson's, it's pretty much floor to ceiling stocked with whatever beer you want, whatever vodka, tequila, whiskey, bourbon, whatever you want to drink that night. They've got it at Davidson's. They've got Breck Brew. They're incredibly knowledgeable about their stuff too. So if you have any questions about what type of whiskey you might like for certain occasions, Davidson's is the place to go. All orders at Davidson's right now are either done curbside or you can get them delivered as well. The sales floor is not open, but you can download their app today for incredible deals. Sign up for their loyalty program. You can get Breck's delicious 15 can sampler there or delivered to your door. They've got the best deals too. And on their app has a deal of the day for every day. So make sure to download their app, the Davidson's app and sign up for their loyalty program too. They got a lot of awesome deals that they run in. They've got every beer, every type of liquor that you could want. So hit up Davidson's if you're looking to stock up this weekend. Let's go. Oh, no. What's up, guys? Welcome into another DNBA Live Quarantine Edition. Uh, we've got half of Adam's head there. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll introduce say, him later. Yeah, I would say it's the the worse, the, like the lesser half of his head. It's the gray part. <laughs> yeah. See, now I wish yeah. you bet. I bet you wish you were five six now. Not so funny. <laughs> you ogre. Uh, we've got to my bottom left, D line, Eric. Eric Leadham. That's what. Going on, everybody. Apparently, I'm wearing a hat that is akin to what Michael Jordan would wear in the '90s, according yeah. to these You're wearing ridiculous a peaky millennials. Hat. No, that's not the same thing. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. Go I ahead think it's in the same. The I think out. it's in uh, the same no. category of hats. No, it's not. It's it not is not in the same category of hats. No, Thank you. No, no, no. I am the deciding vote now. I'm deciding. How is so, that? Eric, no. you are out on this one. <laughs> you're, you're a guest. You're not. You can't make it <laughs> yeah, that voice you're hearing is TJ McBride from Mile High Sports. DJ, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? It's great to see all your faces. Well, not Adam's face, but everybody else's face. Yeah, dude, I, I miss you. This is, TJ, this is easily the least we've seen each other in a two-month stretch. It's there was very a, bizarre. There was a time where it was every day, man, and now I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what's that absent? What's that silence? Like, why aren't my ears ringing? I need TJ screaming. Do you just right wake up at midnight head. to like thinking of texts of me trying to get you out to the bar out of nowhere? For yeah, the exactly. Like, yeah, 100%. Exactly. 100%. Just phantom yeah. TJ in my ear. Uh, that other voice is Brendan Vote, of course. And uh, we are presented by Illegal Pete's, as always. <laughs> TJ, let's get an air horn from you. I we don't need have it. An air horn. We need oh, it. Oh, oh. 
Okay, I think we, we got some room for progress. All right. A mating call, a vague you know, mating my, call of some kind. You know, yeah. my favorite part about this bit is, is that every single person that you ask to do an air horn is like, ah, I don't have an air horn. And then they I've never an air horn. Oh, it's like the most uncomfortable thing ever, but you've just got to do it when you come on the show. It is a fantastic, like, just throw you into the water to learn how to swim kind of thing, for sure. Yeah. I appreciate it. You know who yeah. had a surprisingly terrible one? Superstar, superstar Dev. It was awful. <laughs> Very weak performance from Dev. Yeah. It was the first one and maybe the worst. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might My be on it down strong with the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TJ, what have you been up to, man? We, we I, haven't seen you since God knows when. I mean, what's I going on? Anybody. I have been inside. I have been becoming the ultimate version of nerd of myself between video games and watching too much Star Wars and just sitting and not moving, which as you guys know me, is not exactly how I function. So it's been a little bit of insanity on my part in Cabin Fever, but, you know, we're making it through. I like yeah. that you have, I like that you, like, wiped and have now started the beard over. Yes, I boredom shaved my beard off. That's <laughs> yeah. what, what went into that decision? What is it, just boredom? Listen, the beard always comes back in better after you shave it. You can regrow it. It's always Facts. a good thing. And I'm going to be inside for months. So if there's a time to not be a part of the public and also shave my beard, it's the perfect time to do True. so. True. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree. I felt like I, it was a calculated decision. So I felt like this is such a gift to those of us who have <laughs> dreamed of growing a beard but have never had the social space to do it. You know, you can't just like show up to work I know. with like a patchy, terrible beard. I know. So, this is my opportunity to like yeah. see what I've got going on. So TJ, as a beard aficionado, as a beard expert, rate this beard. Ooh, I'm gonna give it a solid 2.7 out of 10. Wow! wow. But this wow. mostly comes away from the bias regarding the Jordan hat Eric Weedham debacle from earlier. So you're this not exactly right. winning points. I just realized that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lot. I'm gonna take a real beating on the show today. <laughs> How is that any different than any other? <laughs> I'm saying like it's. I mean, normally it's bad, but like I'm. I'm no. really prepping today. It you might have to. You might have to shave your beard and start over after that comment. <laughs> is that the goal? Are we going to see how far we can get him before he just shaves it on the show live? Uh, Dude, no. no. <laughs> Henry Henry Chisholm of DNVR buffs recently cut his hair with his lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. <laughs> So just so you know, your quarantine boredom, nowhere near the worst, I guess. So not to plug too hard, but Manscaped is also the author of the Blue Wire podcast. And I have to do that read. And in that read, it specifically says to not use it on your face or your head. I don't Wait, know really? Do. Yes, wow. Henry, so Henry chiming in already, and it worked. He's really <laughs> Bro, Amazon exists for a $20 pair of clippers. What are we doing right now? Well, why, I mean, Amazon exists, but he clearly had the tool to get the job done oh. right there. And Henry, I don't. we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to, for my own sanity, assume that that was fresh out of the package. That was the first time you'd use it, it on wasn't. any body part. I don't want to assume it wasn't right now in this part of the conversation. So. Weirdest part, his hair looked amazing. He looks That's so what good. I mean. Those yeah. ceramic blades, man, they are very yeah. functional. They Can you really guys are. see my screen right now? Yes. Check out no. this guy from last night's show. I can't. Let's see. Oh no, what is gonna happen? We're trying to get we're trying to get Henry up on the screen, baby. <laughs> Hank! <laughs> Hank! <laughs> 
I love this show, by the way, guys. The complete just, I don't know why it's just not completely go off the rails. It's much yeah, more yeah, yeah. enjoyable. Um, Thanks. Well, anyway, we were doing the our DNVR draft stream last night, and Henry's hair was just like absolutely on point. It was so incredible. Point, so it the was, real question was... is how how jealous was Brendan? throughout Very. the process of talking about Henry's hair repeatedly. No, I've given up on I've been wearing a hat. I haven't washed my hair in three weeks. It's like my image is down the drain. Can we, can we get a Birdman uh, mohawk? An impromptu Birdman mohawk? Yeah. yeah. At least nobody here looks like DJ Khaled. That's all that we have to hope for. He looks like Castaway right now. That's a not showered in three days mohawk right there. No, I don't know. Like the last one, the last... Uh, impromptu birdman mohawk we got from brendan like stuck and yeah well you know what happened is bits aside i actually did shower this morning last time i had showered in a month shower too look at us guys normalcy i didn't know that it was gonna be a brag session i'm just desperately trying to redeem myself after taking the biggest l of quarantine last night i'm just like i'm trying to reshape my whole image from start to finish oh my god do you know what do you know what let's do it. Let's do it. Is? Yeah, let's so talk what about happened? it. What happened? Because if I don't you, talk about it, you know what the biggest L taken in quarantine last night that was taken by Brendan Boat was? I need to hear this. What was that? We were all on a Zoom call behind the scenes coordinating for the production of the NFL draft show. We were having conversations like, oh, there's an interesting tweet, send it over, making graphics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I and turned mine off in, for 30 minutes. And then somehow in the like in the process of that, Brendan forgot how things work, like computers and cameras. Forgot and I was internet, on the live stream. I forgot Zoom. I was on the Zoom. Brendan did the thing that you only hear about, like, as a meme. Brendan, I, Brendan I took it into the bathroom. I took, the draft, <laughs> I took the draft stream into the bathroom so I could live tweet it because I knew I was going to be in there for a while. I had had their audio and my audio on the Zoom chat muted for 30 minutes. So I had complete, it was behind three windows. I didn't even know it was up. Brendan and... revealed to the group something we can you can only refer to as full frontal. Oh, I literally what? just, which look, oh if it's Adam, God. if it's Adam, it's Eric and it's Kale and it's Guy, I can live with that. Those are my people. We've, we've all been to battle together. Yeah, the social but, team has been through some stuff together. But but Eric's business partner, Blaze, who I don't know well, or I should say, you do now. I, I you didn't know well. Yeah. He, he knows you. Yeah, we know each other now. Um, yeah, so, the funny thing was, is like I was working on graphics and like not really paying attention and all of a sudden blaze who was on mute like popped in like whoa uh what's going on there brendan and uh brendan wasn't able to hear us because so. they were muted so he had no idea yeah that's it's the just, thing like it if just i kept, it just if kept I, going on if i heard your voices i never would have done it like i'm not that lost Jeez. so this is like a bad sitcom episode of what happens in quarantine i just want you to know like no. however bad quarantine goes this is you, like a big bang theory episode yeah, the moment, the really moment when I realized, oh fuck, that Zoom might still be up. Sorry yeah. for cursing, but that's yeah, where I was at mentally. And yeah, so, oh, I don't know if you can ever live that down. Like that's going to be something we remember for that's, years and years I, and years. I try. I have to come out now and address it publically. Yeah, it, it's better. Yeah, it's better that you just just get it so, out so, in the open. So, but 
We'll put so this happy I'm here for this moment, guys. Yeah. I cannot we'll begin put, to explain to you. I hate we'll it. Thank you to I all know. of DNVR for allowing me on this chat. So I, I almost quit. Part I almost... Of this <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. We'll, we'll put it on the timeline, though. We'll put the poll out. Like, which is the better new nickname for Brendan? A, Bird Boy, obviously. Or B, <laughs> Full frontal. We, we full frontal. frontal. <laughs> the worst part, it was it was an embarrassing showing for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's very oh, cold man. where Brandon lives. Yeah, cold. that's not it gets bigger. <laughs> yeah. Well that stream was only up last night because we had our uh, NFL draft show going, which was a freaking banger, if I might say so myself. Man, that thing killed it. Travis got on Fortnite levels. I see you. Yeah, um, that was awesome <laughs> last night. The draft was a lot of fun. Any thoughts on the NFL draft, TJ? Zero. I didn't even watch it. Okay, that's no. what I was planning you. on. That's Absolutely what I was expecting. Nothing. That's what I was <laughs> you expecting. What? You really got to watch uh, the the coverage that like Ryan and, and all these guys that actually know football. No, did, I hopped into a couple of stuff. So I yeah, saw you like, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, like, the way they talk about it, you're like, I because I came on at the end and they were like, hey, Eric, what do you think of this draft? And I was like, uh, I I don't know any of these players. <laughs> like I don't I don't pay attention to the draft at all. Like zero. Like I don't I don't want to learn four hundred guys that I ultimately have to know five of. Right. Like you guys spend your time learning about those guys, and then when I have to learn about them, then I'll like worry about it. But like at, they were so hyped, and they and Andre Simone knows so much about the draft. It is it is jarring and so it's like sure. awesome to hear people that are like really excited about it and really informed and like really entertaining so i like i got like really hyped about it by by night's end it was cool by the by the time that i started seeing these takes roll in when i saw comparing him to marvin harrison like that does go back to when i knew football like that's mm. a name that's a real heavy comparison right now and from yeah. what i watched and actually i saw i saw the film study that went up today and like from what i've seen like real possession explosive receiver it's the perfect kind of guy to put next to a big player guy like Cortland Sutton. So and he's got a great name too. Of Jerry course. Judy. Oh, that's an A plus name, man. Yes. That's a superstar name if I've that's a fan one. favorite in waiting kind of name. Like that's yeah. gonna go off. No, so, the um oh sorry, go ahead, Eric. I was gonna say, so here's a weird thing. He's he is featured in a couple of images I've seen wearing a star of David. Yeah. Necklace. Yeah. Is he a member he's, of the tribe? He is or not. is he because his of his last name, name is Judy? It's the second one. Well, that's yeah, so so I actually know the entire backstory on this because my job on the stream was to research <laughs> random stuff about Jerry Jr. The, the the story about the Star of David thing is he does have the Star of David because his name his nickname is apparently Jew. That is factual. That is a hundred percent correct. Um, but inside the Star of David is a picture of his. Younger sister Aaliyah, who died when she was like seven from health complications. Well, I'm certainly upset that I brought this up. That this is yeah. <laughs> so that's the story on it. To get it out there, I know everybody's dying. There are people, layers. I have to but hold on, hold on. Because I left this show for 13 minutes, and it's uh -huh, now a yeah. football podcast. What happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Harrison pulled a Jake Marsing. That happened in real time. Do wow. not put my name in the same sentence as Jake Marsing. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, hold on. Does, it, does, Jake, love Jake. does this mean we need to convince Christian Clark to wear a cross at all times? Regardless of his face, oh <laughs> like just a picture of Jokic in the middle. Yeah. You know what a baller move would be if Harrison had a wind turbine tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Flex. Yeah, that's we not a bad idea. We need to make this to happen. Like we need to like. Hey, you give me enough money, it just might happen. 
to dnvr just just donate to harrison's tattoo fund instead just to <laughs> okay, you know, the, the sad thing is for harrison enough money to make that happen is literally like 50 dollars as soon as things open back up we can get <laughs> i mean if i got a wind turbine tattoo i would a become single again um, b but you'd be i guess that's i guess that's the only downside so <laughs> Why are you holding him back? What is going on? We got to work No, he's holding him back. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the the NFL draft got me actually kind of stoked for the NBA draft. I know I know that's right totally. up TJ's alley though. Yeah, I, I'm so happy to finally be able to like get into prospects again because we haven't really been able to the past couple of years because the Nuggets have been in the thick of it. So yeah. it's going to be nice to kind of get back into it when they have a draft pick when it's actually going to be usable because they're going to be up against the cap or up against the luxury tax. Like that's going to be an important pick to a degree. So I'm so actually excited to get into it. Is this draft though? Everything I heard, I haven't really thought about the draft, the NBA draft for a while. But what I heard back in like November and December was that this was a pretty bad draft. Like, especially at the top, the players aren't that great. Maybe a handful of maybe role players. Is that still yeah. the case? Yeah, there's a lot of role players that if you have a smart front office that you can hit on for like particular needs. Like this is going to favor smart front offices in my opinion. I haven't gotten yeah. into it enough to really be able to like give you good names right now. But at the same time, if there's a lot of guys, Obi Toppin is a guy that could fly up draft boards and then fall really quickly because he's so raw that you might see you know Tim Connolly swing on. But we'll see. There's a lot of role players and a lot of potential high upside guys that also have very low floors. So it's going to favor guys who draft for fit. In my opinion. This draft is going to be absolutely ridiculous. So year. ridiculous. With nobody being able to like really meet these guys, the scouting process being tight. I mean, think about if the Nuggets go into the playoff, they do bring everything back. And Nuggets go into the playoffs, and it's like these three-game series, and the coaching staff is not sleeping and just, like, surviving on, like, speed and adrenaline. And then you have, like, okay, that was fun. Now a draft, which you can't interview or really do anything for, is in two days. Yeah. Um, it's good. <laughs> I think it's going to be an absolute shit show, to be honest. But if you'd yeah. like to, you can fall back on their incomplete college season of film. Exactly. To really yeah. round out your value. The other weird thing that's going to happen here is that people are going to try and trade away bad contracts at the draft because the cap is going to fall. Like all this right. basketball related income is going to be shortened up quite a bit. And who knows if teams are trying to avoid the luxury tax that is now a lower number by trying mm. to move on contracts. So I know a couple teams exactly. that definitely will be. <laughs> one, one rhymes with the Nuggets. <laughs> but you know what? It might be. A, I wonder if it is an opportunity. Yeah, actually, yeah, hold on, what? I think it is an opportunity to, like, if you have deep enough pockets and you don't mm -hmm. mind losing $20, 30000000 million, which, by the way, it's not really a loss because we know, like, the valuations, the equity is, it goes up. But They're if you're willing money, to lose yeah. a lot of money for one year, it might be really smart because there's some owners who don't have that choice. There's some owners that don't have the option to say, hey, you know what, one bad year on my books, it's going to look terrible, but I'll bounce back. <laughs> Tillman Fertitta might say, you know what, I just have to get out of this. Here's four first rounders so I, they don't foreclose on my casino. Right. <laughs> so there might be an opportunity for a, for a smart, deep-pocketed owner to say, you know what, let's do it this year. Let's go. What happens when hard. big market teams are going to be able to get everybody on cheap contracts because no one knows what this year holds? How many one-year contracts I, are there going to be? Happen? See, I, I do. With player, well, here's the thing. I wonder with players, though, because – there's something about like players didn't want don't like to sacrifice money first of all unless it's the perfect situation <laughs> but then these guys for the first time ever are having money taken out of their paychecks yeah 
And just, you know how it is, TJ, if you're working a job and somebody tells you, and you're like, you know what, I could have had this better job, but I'm taking this one. And then halfway through that job, they go, oh, that pay you took a reduction on? We need another reduction because the economy tanked. You might, I just think everybody gets into the mode of, I got to secure mine now. I got to be, this might happen again. And if it does, I want to be careful. So I don't know if all these athletes are going to say, oh, I'll take a discount to go to LA coming out of this. I think everybody wants money for a year or two. But to TJ's point, like, do you sign this deal? Like when teams are spending less money, right? In a year where that cap is different. Right. Um, Like Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant has a $8 million player option for next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he picked that up. You know, Oh, I would. I still think that he's valued enough to pick that to not pick that up, no matter what. Because I just feel like there's going to be a lot of uncertainty with the free agent market this summer, and like nobody knows what the cap's going to be. And I feel like he just want to run it back and then just go into unrestricted free agency the next summer. And, and then things we're are back to undervaluing how these ratings are going to be when the league resumes. There's going to be a big boost of money potentially the year after because everybody is watching after it just stopped. For the first time like this when no one was ready for it there could be a big swing back up on the pendulum kind of idea and that could also lead to bigger spending layer later on there's a lot of weird layers to this that no one can really account for right now mm-hmm. we miss we miss we everyone miss josh yeah we miss you yeah well anyway i'm just excited for the draft because a the nuggets have a pick this year yes they did not have one last year and they're gonna they have a lot of guys up for uh Free agencies too, so they could need to plug a bunch of holes and whatnot. So this guy could actually be like a meaningful player. You know, my only it doesn't so matter though. They don't even need to pick the Nuggets. That's just no, crazy. they do. They, they actually do. They actually do. No, but they, last year, they, last year they didn't have a pick, and somehow they had the most intriguing draft. Anyway. Oh, I they see still what you're got saying. Going into the draft, they, they don't need it. You never they, know. Even without it, they will create something. This, so, yeah, you know what's funny is if that was to happen this year, it would be Lamelo Ball because two years ago it was Michael Porter Jr. It's like the big name that yes. we just wrote off, like oh he'll never go to Denver. And then it was Bull Bull, same thing. Like we didn't even talk about him. So this year it would be Lamelo. Like oh. yeah, except Lamelo Ball is going to be like the, a top ten pick though. Yeah, but, uh, one. Hey, Michael Porter Jr. was bowl bowl. This is a and volatile I'm not saying he's draft not going sure. to. I'm just saying in two years in a row now, we've just written something off as impossible, then it happened. So is there like I'm, a top I'm not prospect. writing it off this year? Is there like a top prospect that we could injure some way, like a Tanya Harding situation <laughs> from the oh, fall to the and the nuggets will have no problem taking him? Not this uh, year. No, nope. we gotta bury this audio. This podcast is just <laughs> Off the rails. Yeah, no, what, what I was saying, though, the, the Nuggets kind of do need this guy because the cupboard's a little bare for Denver. Like, to be honest, no Malik, no Wancho, no Vanderbilt. Um, Like, they just don't have that well of young up-and-comers that I feel like they had a year ago or, or two years ago. Now, though, the counter-argument, maybe PJ comes into a full-time role, Bulbul's a part of the team, so you're filling in the back end that way. But you're right, like... At a certain point, you want to look to fill the end of your bench with cheap young guys, right? And yeah. and and the draft is a great way to do it. You but also, Locko's real here, right? Locko Tronchar is a very important part of that piece, like a very team-friendly, cost-controlled, versatile wing I, that can I fill mean, it on the back of the bench. Yeah, like, this is the most... I'm not relying on Locko. Well, he just, <laughs> he's like the guy. That's what we're talking about. Well, hold on. I do say one thing because it was on TV yesterday, and I just, seeing some of the clips brought it back to me. Not so sure. There was only seven guys in Utah, but these seven guys that it was, I think, is somewhat meaningful. I've always said this. When you give Jokic these types of guys that just play their role, Jokic gets to step up and be the main guy. And So, look, I'm, I'm Vlatko's TBD. But part of me thinks, like, you know what? 
Denver might just need one or two of those types of guys that can hit shots but aren't going to take them. They're only going to take three or four. Um, so I don't know. There might be something to it. But I want to go to this, Harrison, because you asked the question a week ago on the DNVR, and we, me and Vote and you we all answered, who, what role player could step into a larger role next year? And yeah. I, I didn't, for some reason, this player just completely skipped my mind, but it's P.J. Dozier. Yeah. It's Eric's guy, P.J. Composure. I actually, if I Compose. had to a mulligan on that, he's my pick. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a spot for him because, you know, Denver saw is obviously Jamal and Monte. But he's a guy to me that I think I'd feel really good if he stepped into the backup point guard role. I could see him being a 20-minute-per-game guy next year if circumstances change. Well, so I selected him for that uh, that roundtable, and here was my thinking. Who's the Nuggets' backup shooting guard right now? Troy Daniels? I mean, who knows if he's going to be around next year. Probably really Will Barton or Torrey Craig. It's just that they're out of position at the moment. But but what if the Nuggets tried to play some Dozier-Monte-Morris backcourt minutes together? And uh, it's decent length, you know, with those two guys in the backcourt. Monte's shooting can can kind of offset for Dozier's lack of shooting. Two, like, lead guards, two strong ball handlers. Monte can, you know, bring up the ball. PJ's played a lot of off-ball, too, throughout his career. I don't think that is, like, the best option, but it might not be the worst either. I do wonder, though, if Millsap ends up sliding to the bench, you're really stretched thin for a shooting. Because I know he's a high-efficiency shooter, but you can't rely on him for a high volume of attempts. So having Millsap, Monte, and Dozier on the floor, that's kind of worrisome from a spacing standpoint still, right? If Bull's in that lineup, though, it changes a little bit. Is I mean, I know, I know we, we don't know what to expect, and yeah. it probably wouldn't be right away. But. No, yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. Why, I, I don't... Why, why did you write it off entirely, Harrison, that Bull would not be there? I mean, I think there's <clears> he, he plays next year. Maybe it's a slower process. Right, works his way into that role. Maybe yeah. it's more of like a Michael Porter, had he not gotten hurt at the end of January, where in January he <coughs> played more and, more and then he's part Jeez. of it. It's yeah, nice to identify. I just, um, I, I, just, just, I just don't see it. I mean, you choke. I, come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool if he earned regular minutes. I, I just don't see it. I know. It's like nice to identify what we're all going to be mad about next year. No, I can't wait. I am so uh, yeah, yeah, Let's do that podcast. What is Malone doing? They never oh, should have waved Gerald really. Green. <laughs> but you know what? PJ is a long boy. Yes, he's the longest he's, boy. He's, he's the longest boy, actually, in the, in the backcourt. So he actually is, man. He has such a unique build. And can we be he's honest? Is there so not a realm that they can play small? He can play some three if they played small like Will Barton does. Harrison, I, if, I they, if they ever ask you to write a Nuggets championship book, can you please title it The Longest Boys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just want to get ahead of that now, so I see that on a shelf one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I just want to see what this looks like. Maybe in a summer league we'll get it. I guess we won't get summer league. No, we definitely no we're not getting summer league. <laughs> that, that's another yeah, thing. Do you know I'm, how fun yeah. summer league would have been with P.J. Dozier, oh. Michael Porter Jr., and Bull Bull? That's the long boys. You think Michael Porter Jr. Jr. would have played at summer league? I do not think what Michael game? Porter Jr. would have played at Oh, I mean, no, the head, no way! Play. Oh, no. definitely played him. He he would not. No way! No way! No that way! Coach back is made of plastic, and we think they're going to play him in a summer league game? Yeah, more no more minutes than he'll get. Question in is, we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never. Uh, know. Another reason why I'm I'm not sure about high level players will come back. Yeah, I was going to say another just reason I'm not sure about Bull for next year is because he's not going to have like a summer potentially. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to be the offseason this year? You and know? you play two weeks in the G this? League. That's all we play this year. <laughs> yeah. 
hey man, maybe it's a good thing. Look, I don't want to overstate this bull bull stuff because I don't know. But maybe for it to be in your house, like not being able to be out and, and whatever, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe this is like the summer where the Nuggets just say, okay, we're going to – we heard Malone on the press conference the other day say, I don't want to be overbearing to my players. Well, you might be able to be overbearing to Bull Bull, who's not making that much money and isn't actually in the league yet, to say, hey, man, you, I am calling every day. We're going to make sure we get this done and you're ready for next year. I don't know. Bull's just a talent. He's seven foot. He, by next year, he's going to be seven foot three. He's an, he might be the best shooter on the team. I just, he's a talent. There's, it's like Michael Porter to me. Is he going to be ready by next year? No. But do you need to start the process at some point? Just let's start ripping off the bandaid and put him out there at some point next year if he's it, anywhere remotely concerned. All right. Before we get back to the show, and we still got the steps. We still got a lot of great discussion coming your way. If you're looking to pick up some beer for this weekend. Like I was telling you guys earlier, Davidson's is a great option. Make sure to purchase the 15-pack sampler from Breck Brewing. You guys know I'm a big fan of the sampler. I always like to keep my options open. But with the 15-pack sampler, you guys get three cans of Vanilla Porter Jr., three cans of the classic Breck Lager, three cans of the Agave Wheat Beer, three cans of the Avalanche Amber Ale, and three cans of the Lucky You IPA. So you get a great mix of beers. You get some porters, you get some IPAs, even an agave wheat in there. Something for everybody, you know. I'm not like a huge porter guy. I like one every once in a while. But, you know, I'm going to hit up the sampler because they've got the agave wheat. They got the IPA in there. They got the Avalanche Amber Ale, which I really like. So... The 15-pack sampler has something for everybody, and you guys can get it at Davidson's, your local liquor store. You can also pick it up at the Breckenridge Brewery Farmhouse, curbside, 303-803-1380. So there's tons of options of where to get the 15-pack sampler. Also, guys, I've just had such a fun time playing WGT Golf over the last couple of weeks since they've become an official partner of DNVR. And I'm not a guy who's usually super into games on this phone, but WGT is awesome. It's such a realistic golf game. It's free. 20 million players around the world play WGT. You can play with DNVR members. We've got a DNVR clubhouse. Uh, if you go to dnvrgolf.com, that's where you want to download WGT Golf from. Uh, there's a special link on dnvrgolf.com to download the game from. So go to that address, download WGT from there, and join the DNVR Clubhouse on WGT. You can play other DNVR members. You can play me. You can play Adam, although he's not that good. I don't know how Vote is, but we're all on there. So just if you're looking for something to do, if you've got some downtime this weekend or in the middle of next week, have a free couple minutes, have a free hour, go to dnvrgolf.com, download the WGT Golf app there today and take us on in some virtual golf. If I'm moving on from Mason Plumley, I still have Jeremy Grant, I still have Paul Millsap, so I can sort of experiment with some three bigs while I try to survive and, and gather data. If I'm trying to figure out how to fill that backup center role, it needs to be way cheaper than that Mason Plumley deal, and why not get the gears started on, on a bull bull, so. <clears throat> you yeah. might even keep a back center that you just don't feel like you have to play. I mean, that's... Yeah. Noah, like, Noah, Noah Vonley. Vonley. Noah Vonley. He's, he's fine. Exactly. He's fine. Did you no, know actually, Noah, Noah Vonley is actually good? Yeah. Did you know that Noah Vonley has bigger hands than Kawhi Leonard? What? No way. Really? Did you, I look at a, a, I, because, a, of the M, because of the MJ stuff, 
I went and I looked at like NBA hand sizes. Love that. And kid. Noah Vonley is on the list of like all time NBA hand sizes. And I was shook. Noah Vonley's a unit, bro. Oh my he gosh. 9.75 inches long and 11.75 inches wide. It is the wide. a half inch wider than Kawhi Leonard's hand. That's I ridiculous. was shook. Wow. How are you just rattling off those hand sizes? I, I just found it. Not that smart. Well, my phone is. I mean, Vonley, I think, is probably maybe too good, although maybe the circumstances now make it so a guy like Vonley, I mean, we already knew that next year's center market is no, no the center. So. He also might be down. I mean, Vonley has kind of been a bit of a journeyman. He's played in a lot of different contexts. He's sort of gotten his on bad Knicks teams. Like, he might be a guy who's at a stage in his career where, okay, smaller role, but a chance at a ring. I'm, I'm with it. Is there any future for Keita Bates the up on this team? I, I think so. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Well, he's under true. contract, so I feel like he's but, I mean, definitely going to be back next year. Is it going to be future for him on the floor? Yeah, he's a Michael Malone guy. Versatile, defends, rebounds, can do multiple different positions on the floor and can fill in at any given point. Coachable, smart. Like, he, I think he has a role. Does Especially if Torrey Craig goes elsewhere, because Torrey Craig's contract's going to be up. Like, if he goes elsewhere, Kata's the natural guy to step into that role. Yeah. Well, what about Troy? Will Troy Daniels log one minute in a Nuggets uniform? Nuggets legend Troy Daniels. Will he, will he ever play a game? I don't think there's season? going to be NBA this season, so I'm saying no. Yeah, so I'm going to say no as well. Yeah. yeah. Vonley's I, interesting. I Would you guys rather have Vonley at like $3 million, for, you know, just a low number, $4 million something, or Plumley for one year at, at, you know, like $8 million or something like that? I know the money to us doesn't make a difference, but I'm just saying for the flexibility, Plumley's really good, and he can play the powerful. We know he works with Jokic, but maybe you just don't need him. Maybe this, maybe maybe Noah Vonley's the stopgap. I, I don't know. I would rather have Mason at that deal, I think. The only thing is, like, you get into the playoffs, too, and you're working with a probably three-man big rotation anyway. So, like, Vonley's almost a guy that's just, like, he's cheaper. He'll still help you in the regular season, but you're not phasing anything, like, in or out of your – anything you're doing when you reach the postseason and he's kind of dialed back, you know? Whereas, like, Mason plays a big role in this team, and, and as it stands, we all think Malone has a big decision to make should those playoffs ever happen. So – I wonder if you almost take that that question out of his hands and just make it Vonley. Mm-hmm. I'd probably rather Vonley if he's uh, coming on a cheaper deal. It's fair. I'd probably rather Vonley. Vonley can rebound too. This is the other thing. Um, I've always said offensive rebounding is maybe the most important skill for a big, even out, at, including outside shooting. If you're going to play next to Jokic, I just think it makes sense. So it could be that Vonley just dominates the boards. I mean, think about it. He can move side to side. We've seen him kind of guard LeBron and like, yeah, he did. Like, for, like, like, like he Mason didn't tell. Plumlee. He absolutely did not. Yes. Well, he can move his feet like Mason Plumley is what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. not great, but he can. He's not going to be. He's not a total stiff. Move like man. Plumlee. He might just eat. Imagine, a, so like Marcus Morris trying to guard him on the rebounds. Like he's just going to beast that that type of stretch four on boards every single time. Yeah, um, I would argue today. What's going on? I would uh, <laughs> prefer Vonley also because just <laughs> offensively lower usage than Mason Plumley. I always get nervous when Adam gets to the end of a point and I don't have something to immediately say. Because if, if you don't say something immediately, immediately. Adam, he'll be like, oh, all right, well, I got uh, I can never talk everybody. I'm just trying not to be that guy for one. I know. Thing, Mason Plumley knows how to do exactly what the Nuggets do, which is unique. We're, I think we're understating that. Like, that's an important thing to have. And also, what if Jokic goes down for a month? 
Like shut you up. really want to trust? He's not Noah going Bromley? down for a month. You shut up. The, guy, the guy's an jump. Iron Man. Hold on, man. Hold on. I, I also just I have issues with these like this structure of this take because like then you're screwed. If your of very course. best player goes down for a month, that is suboptimal. But being <laughs> less screwed than you could be is also important. Like I don't think that it's that binary. It is, it is important that, to be less screwed. I yeah, think we're, because I think we're, then, then you're talking about maybe like. You're saying TJ get, still getting into the playoffs versus not getting into, or the playoffs. even like a fifth seed compared to a three seed. Like that's a big deal for Denver. What's this swing though? Like two and a half games, like a, a Plumlee to to Vonley swing. Yeah, that seems almost dramatic. But I mean, look at how the Western Conference has been for four Fair years. Enough. Like we've all Fair been enough. here looking at exactly how close this You're is, right. where it's a game and a half. Like I do think that we undervalue what two and a half games can mean, even though it is an eighty-two game season, because NBA basketball is just so much better than where it was. These teams are working together in a very very different way to build a better nba brand i think the league is at a great spot so um i do work i do wonder if those two and a half games are a lot I'm more impactful you, i don't i don't recognize him with that short beard either ah i want TJ, it back i'm so angry Jeff. about a year ago tj knocked on my door and i opened <laughs> it and he had clean shaved his face and like i truly didn't know who i didn't it was. tell him i was i did it either like it i just like knocked on the door six and, like, and i'm like who you is this the, man? the weird thing about tj's look now is that Every, all the hair on his face is the exact same way, <laughs> whether it's his, on his beard, on his chin, on the top. He's got like a, I guess this is like a Floby job, clearly. It's like a Lego, just like exactly <laughs> the same way. A fantastically round head. It's very impressive. Guys, I know. On, uh, we got some people coming in. Jordan Scott is Jordan. Jordan, what's Jordan? Up? Hey, man, what's Jordan. up? Jordan. <laughs> Look better? at this. I'm trying right out of his show. Yeah. That was like a, a duck in danger. Like <laughs> How do you think of this crap? I don't even know. Okay, sorry. Hi, Jordan. Hello, Jordan. What's so, what's what happening? I, so, Jordan, we're, we're we're deep in the off season so much so that we're starting to talk ourselves into Noah Vonley and PJ Dozier. Um, is this just? Are we just way too deep into the off season here, or is or first off, we're not we're not in the off season. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. official. The off. season is officially is yes. currently we're off deep, right now. We are deep into purgatory. Purgatory, purgatory is the yeah. absolute best way to describe where we are. But to answer your question, I, I honestly kind of agree. I think Noah Vonley is a great backup center. Like he's the perfect type of guy for the Nuggets who don't need a lot from a backup center. But, hmm. but what about what about the scenario that TJ presented where you're trying to survive a month without without yoke? Does it matter if it's Vonley or Mason at that point to you, Jordan? I mean, maybe, but I don't know that the difference is worth the cost difference. But can you can't your offense function a little a little bit in the same uh, light with Plumlee in instead of Jokic because he's got the passing better. ability? Yeah. But I mean, like, is it better to? So I mean, the Nuggets would just have to completely shift how they play with Vonley. The thing is that Mace stuff to me. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I think that's all theoretical. When Mace was signed, that was like the theoretical stuff, right? You've got another passing big. He could pass. Yeah, but I just don't. They're not building. They're not doing anything around it. Sometimes he just forces. No, I know, but like he can at least like stand, like give you some proxy of what Jokic is like. Is that valuable, or do you want? Would you rather have to just restructure how you're playing offense every time down with Vonley? I think you could figure it out. I mean, I think you've got enough high IQ guys that that you could just figure it out. I don't think it's like worth right. you know, keeping one or the other just based off of that. Not, not to mention, 
Vonley can pass a little bit. Like, I, okay, he's not like yeah. a, a, he's not he's no. not like Plumley, but he's first of all he's only twenty four years old. Yeah, well, I, I think and, this part of it gets lost. He's really young. He's Jamal Murray's age, or, or Jokic's age. younger than Jokic actually. So yeah. he's a guy that I think can can grow into a role that you can say okay, operate from the elbows some from time to time. But he's gonna roll to the rim. He's gonna rebound. He's gonna lobs from month to Morris. I, th- I don't yeah. know. I kind of like him. Not to tank my own argument, but I think it's more important to have a pick and roll lob threat big on the bench than it is to have someone who can keep this pass happy mm-hmm. offense functioning. I think, I think that's more important. But this t- this question wasn't the second you know offense pretty bad this season. But that's but they ran their offense totally different than the starters ran their offense. Like mm-hmm. their offense went through Monte Morris. They like they passed off really quickly. Like, do you do you care? Do you want to keep the structure in place where you have the concept of a point center? Is the question? Should Jokic no, go down? I don't think. Like, should I don't you? Think no. Well, I don't think no, you I should. Think you I think it's a bad idea. No, I don't think you could. Nobody can do what Jokic can do. Yeah. I, I'm it, with Brendan on this. If you, when you start talking about if your star player that is your engine goes down, what do we do? Nothing. You just, you're screwed. <laughs> and also, the, the, Nuggets, the Nuggets second unit offense was bad this year because for the first two-thirds of the season, they tried to play Torrey, Mason mm-hmm. Plumley, Jeremy Grant, Monte Morris together, and like those four just didn't work for uh, – whatever reason. So, I mean, I would hope, you know, next year they come into it with already the plan to stagger things. I'll never forget. Based on how this year went. I'll never forget Monte Morris being so open about the fact that they are significantly better off the bench when they play small. He was just like so clear about it in the locker room after a game when they had Mason Plumlee down. And it was just so revealing to me of how they would like to play and how they feel more comfortable with that bench unit, regardless of which small four was in there. Yeah. 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 That's Did the other you guys see too, on yeah. Instagram last night, or I can't, maybe it was Twitter, Paul Millsap was talking about four and why he wears mm-hmm. it and why the number is important to him. And I, it made me think, like, all right, he's had three years with the Nuggets. He's, he's like, if you look at my <laughs> career, everything comes in fours. It's That's why I wear four, this or that, four years in Atlanta. Four, and so I was like, okay. This is right, Chestnut Checkers stuff right here. Hold on a second. Connecting some dots here. Oh, One yeah. more I mean, there's there's, there's no doubt Paul wants to come back. There's no yeah, doubt. There's no I agree with this. Also, he definitely I mean, wants to also, the, Our best evidence is when he was asked that question and he stated explicitly, yes, I would like to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he wants well, well, no, I'm not trying to say that he wants to come. I agree. He wants to come back. But here's my question is like, is that at it? some point, the Nuggets don't want him back. And there's a chance that mm-hmm. that point was now like. And Paul Millsap's a really, really good player. He's, he was on pace to pay, play like 50 games this year, and he was on pace to play, I think, 24 minutes per game. Um, that might be who he is. Denver has Bol Bol. They do have Jeremy Grant. Maybe they end up with Noah Vonley or somebody else. There might be a scenario where they say, there we, you know, we don't want you back, or, hey, we just can't commit to you past one year because after that I think our team changes a little, quite a bit. I think there's a real chance for that. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to have to come down to. Um, you know, if, if Paul's like, all right, I want a two year, $15 million deal. And they're like, okay, we can only do one year. Like what happens then? No, that's probably the, uh, the tipping point. Does, is Denver like, all right, what about a player option or, or, you know, a team option? I want Tim Conley to come into the meeting and be like, you know, your whole career, I just notice it always comes down to fours. The number four <laughs> always comes up. He's like, how about, about four million? How about four? this? How about this? Four million. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say four million dollars. <laughs> how, about, how about how about Tim Conley walks into the meeting with a sheet of paper and on the contract it just says one last dance. Let's do it one more time. Oh. <laughs> 
swagger, man. To me, I, I, I can see Malone though coming up with one of those little, little like. Let's just do it one more crazy. time, baby. Let's, I, let's do it. I, I suddenly have this like the sentimental last magic trick. Yeah, like do it for Paul, man. The last, <laughs> do it for the Paul. last trick for Headman P, man. Now you, now you see him. Now you don't. This the last trick. Paul. But like he's gonna want... if if he only plays one more year, he'll end out with the Nuggets at three point seven five years. We we still need another quarter season out of this guy. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, that's that is that's an Eric take. We'll pay you for eighteen games next year, but that's it. Is Eric's take right now? Jordan, as a as a diehard Nuggets fan yourself, mm-hmm. does Paul Millsap fit into your? sort of vicarious relationship with this team, this Nuggets group, do you care about Paul Millsap? Question. Absolutely. Like, I, I think he's has changed how they've played, but in a way that makes them a better team. Mm. And, and, and he's still yeah. good enough right now. I don't remember who it was, but somebody in the Nuggets world tweeted the other day that they'd rather have Paul Millsap next year than Draymond Green. And I don't mm. totally disagree with that. I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, he shoots mm, way better. He's shooting at a great clip. Thing on defense, mm. maybe not quite as effectively, but he does it. For just well. one season next year, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you know I'm what there. we need? You need Draymond Green off the bench to play uh, with Bowl Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> let's just first, throw out all basketball traditionalism. Let's just get <laughs> let's weird, get, man. Let's get crazy. Jeff yeah. is out here yeah. just yeah. crying uh, watching us uh, right now. Can like, you imagine? No. We, we would call them Dre Dre and Bobo. It'd be amazing. Oh, <laughs> Eric, I want to shoot you into the sun sometimes. I yeah. love you so much, but I just want to See, shoot you into the sun sometimes. Yeah, Adam Ward like, here, we've, we've established that regardless of what I say, I'm going to be uh, descended down upon by all of these other You're making squares. it easy. You're making it easy. Bobo yeah. and Dre Dre. I'm doing it. I don't care. I don't need you people. <laughs> Can I take you guys on a tangent, though? Because I was sort of... A little, not really getting roasted, but I had some people like really upset about a take I had about Draymond. So Draymond had that thing yesterday. We talked about it a little bit about um, him comparing himself to Chuck or whatever. And I put out there, and this is central to how I think about basketball. I'm surprised. I think the only reason this take is controversial is because Twitter is hard to make the full case. But I made the point that being great at your role is more important than just like being great but not understanding your role. And And what I meant by that was Every championship team has a Draymond Green. The Warriors had two. They had Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green. And that's part of what made them so dominant. Finding players that are really good at something, but then can also accept their role fully and, and, and totally, is so valuable. And that was my only point. We often compare people and say, oh, you know, um, Rudy Gay was a way better player than Andre Iguodala. I mean, just look at the points. Look at the rebounds. Look at the assists. And you go like, yeah, I mean... I don't think anybody would say that. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I'm, okay, what about like Vince Carter, for example? Okay, so we'll say mm-hmm. Vince Carter. Like, oh, okay. he could be the number one on a team. Andre Iguodala couldn't. We know that from from enormous amounts of experience. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty hard to build around a superstar who's not quite above that level. Maybe Vince was at his prime, but just not quite above that level. Whereas if you get an Iguodala that just Paul accepts Murray. his role. You only like that is so huge. Exactly, a, a, a Jamal Murray might be better than like a Mike Conley or you know something like that. But are they are they willing to take on the role that fits their skill set? And that's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Knowing where you belong in that ecosystem is just so important and so underrated. For sure, and uh, it's I totally agree. And I think that's actually something that a bunch of guys on the Nuggets have done pretty well over the last couple of years. Just know their role. 
like Amante yeah. Morris. That's He's like the ultimate really, guy who just knows his role. That's a really interesting dynamic of basketball in general, where it is the ultimate team game, but it's also driven so much by individual personality. And so Why there is the that. Yeah, there's that weird like dichotomy where, you know, like if you just add LeBron James, like your team is already different, good and it can go places. But then also, if you don't have the right, you can also like sort of get to a LeBron James level. If you cobble together like Voltron, all these other pieces, people are willing to play their role. But it, that is because the NBA is is more individually driven than any other league. Like NFL is not because you never see their faces. They're always covered up by their helmets. And that's why that they also have to series. That series yeah, they always series was the perfect reflection of what you're saying, oh, right? Perfect. Yeah. It's it's yeah, LeBron, yeah. it's the it's the heat the furthest extension of what you're describing, Eric, right? The Voltron. Yeah. It's yeah, like, t- I would even compare the 2013 Heat to the 2016 Warriors. If you just yeah. looked at those teams, you would say, okay, LeBron's better than any of them. Dwayne Wade's probably as good as any of them. Maybe Curry's better, whatever. But you can just start going down the line and be like, the star power with Miami was so strong. Yeah. But those pieces and those guys accepted their roles, like Bosch and Dwayne Wade, they all figured it out. But they still weren't perfect for the roles they were being selected for. Like, you probably could have had yeah. a more narrowly focused player in Bosch's role that did just Bosch things. So, um, I don't know. That, they, that was my only point. Russell Westbrook is a super-duper star. Yes, I would right. probably rather have Iguodala point. on yeah. his money and on his whatever than Russell Westbrook on his money and, and, and building around Yeah, him. that is, like, a really interesting thing. Like, you are almost cursed by having a mid-level oh, star. There's a, because... You can't, you, yeah. It's like, you can't it's yeah. like right below the top. You know, it's not it, totally. And you can only rise about, to the level of that player. Like, like if, if, they, I if they are you, rolling, running your team, mm-hmm. like there, there's a, pack, there's a 10 starter pack of superstars. LeBron's in there, Durant's in there or whatever. But one of them's Russell Westbrook or like one of them is um, Damian Lillard even, who I think is incredible, but it's not. It's not the same thing as drawing a yeah. KD or a LeBron. Yet no. it costs you the same in your roster yeah. construction, and yep. that's yep. that's cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah like so Damian Lillard can be shut down. Yes, I'm so curious about this Nets team next year because Kyrie is the perfect example of this kind of player as well to me. Is that he will only play his way? It's a feel, it's art, and it doesn't fit unless you're the guy. But is he good enough to be that level of star to ever make it work? So, so what's, also, what's also really interesting about the Nets is so who comes out on the list, short list of player of coaches they want? Yes. Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. Teron Liu, Jason Kidd. So here's what I love. I said this on Locked On NBA the other day with Anthony. The the Nets were building around like the right way, you know, the slow, smart way with all these prospects. They got great value, all these assets or whatever. They had Kenny Atkinson, a progressive coach. They've traded it all away for two stars and now a coach that's like, okay, these guys have all have mixed results. We know what we get from them, but they're not going to be forward thinking. But you get the stars, the trade off. And then the second, hold on one second, second side of it is. The KD went to the Warriors because he was sick of ISO ball and they want to be mm-hmm. part of the team and everybody looks like they're having fun. He goes there, hates it. Now he's like, you know what? I'm going to go play ISO ball with a player's coach and we're going to do all the dumb stuff and I want to win. I don't think it'll work, but I love that KD is actually drawing a line in the sand saying, all right, nerds, game on. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> don't be bringing no graphs in our conversation. <laughs> 
Mark, Jack- Mark Jackson I, is with the Nets. Come on. The Nets man. are so Get funny, man. The, the Nets, like, are. definitely had a choice of the blue pill or the red pill and took the red pill. Yes, the red 100%. Pill. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we're, like, we're going stars. They can pick the coach. Let's get J.R. Smith in here. DeAndre Jordan. Oh, this is great. The Kool Aid. Jamal the f- Crawford. Oh, oh yeah, Jamal Crawford. Like, Crawford. And, and the, the flip side of this, though. But the, I was I'm just going to go to Jordan with this. The flip side of this is, and yet after everything we just said, Jordan, you're in charge of Brooklyn, and someone's handed you the red pill, and you can have Ky- this is you're the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. and you can have Kyrie <laughs> and Kevin Durant. You do it every time, right? Or do yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I would say yes every time until probably this week when I saw that list of coaches and then realized <laughs> how many they have available to them because no one else will want to coach that team. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That, I'm telling you, that's not what happened. That is not what happened. Those guys are expensive coaches, by the way. That's what true. happened was they want – this is what they want. Kevin Durant wants a player. He wants Mark Jackson. These guys – players, we all laugh at Mark Jackson to talk about the crazy things he did. Oh, look, the Warriors were like a bad offense, and then Kirk comes in, and now they're the best offense ever. We laugh about this. Players don't. Kevin Durant said this himself last year. Yeah, that passing game is real fun and cute until you get to the second round of the playoffs. Then you need iso ball. Kevin Durant does not buy the Warriors Kool-Aid. He's like, you know what? Give me Mark Jackson. Give me the ball on the wing. Everybody clear out. And let's do that for 48 minutes. Well, I think a lot of what those guys have in common, those coaches they have available to them, is that they're not actually going to do a lot of coaching. Like their job is just to handle yep. personalities and let yep. the guys do what they want to do. Like, I mean, Malone's yeah. a player's coach, but he still coaches. Like, yeah, I agree, man. That's what it is. That's all they have options for. There, players will only listen to people who let them do what they want. So. I've, I've told this anecdote on this pod before, but there's there's a media member who, who really stresses, like, um, Scotty Brooks almost got always got so much hate for the way the Thunder operated their offense in crunch time. And this person said to me, do you think if Scotty Brooks had his way, that would be the offense they're running? He's not in charge. Kevin Durant's in charge. Russell okay. Westbrook's in charge. And so when KD says, hey, I would like a Mark Jackson, KD is saying, hey, I would like to be in charge, you know, and that's that. A hundred percent. I mean, what's Ty yeah, Lue's I... entire, like, MO from this point forward was that he was LeBron's guy that was able just to go in there and be his placebo True. and get his word across. That's what he did. But you yeah. know what? The triangle offense isn't necessarily – it wasn't the only thing, and I would argue not even the main that made Phil Jackson great. What yeah. made him great coach was he understood all these things. And it's funny, I was thinking when we were watching The Last Dance – how he, Phil Jackson took the circumstance and said, okay, it's us versus Jerry Krause. Like, let's, he used that to bring us all together. Well, if you remember, part of why Mark Jackson was fired in Golden State was because he pulled this very same move. But we all, they didn't win, so we all talked about about what a crazy person. Remember, Mark Jackson had meetings. Denver. He made Festus Azili cry in front of everybody <laughs> because he had created this rumor that Festus Azili was like a turncoat. And like, just, he did. Why he it's did that? I don't worst. know. It's he literally worst. staged a coup in the Warriors organization. <laughs> exactly. He also did. He but also Phil Jackson. We're basically learning that Phil Jackson did the same thing. That's my point. Is he was like, you know what? If we can turn this locker room against the world, it'll bring us together. Mark Jackson just maybe went too far and then didn't win. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna use the same level of I'm the same level of emotional manipulation within this this podcast here and turn like turn people like it started earlier with my hat I i'm gonna start dming people... jordan right now and be like no talk bad about the hat eric's hat make sure no yeah, we're yeah. all just gonna turn against you though i think that already happened that's my point like, already, like i'm You're... noticing like 
that, you're our Jerry Krause, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk yeah. about the fact that Jerry Krause did a somewhat decent job of that Bulls team and got absolutely eviscerated no, for it? Thank like, you. About it. Thank you. We yeah, we have. He was an egomaniac this, and a you. complete psycho in a lot of ways, but like he made a lot of very important decisions that led to that dynasty. So I just want to make sure that's on. I know you guys talk about it. I'm <laughs> making sure that's out there. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely out there. It was nerd. It was the nerds versus the jocks, like mm-hmm. it, you know, it was Twitter versus the players or whatever. But back in nineteen ninety eight, yep. it really was mm-hmm. a Daryl Morey figure versus Michael Jordan, like the the most, you know, the biggest basketball deity. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. And then I always think to this Larry Bird quote where he said, "No coach, their voice always loses its weight after three seasons." Because mm-hmm. he, when he coached, he coached for three years, and he said, "I'm done." Like no coach can last more than that. Uh, obviously, some coaches have, but I wonder if the scale between where you, where you lie, if you're more of an X's and O's coach or more of a just like rally Phil Jackson type, I think those types probably have a longer shelf life. But if you're a system guy, I do wonder if that's like a three years where the guys are like, hey, man, we gave the system a try. I'm sick of you telling me to get to this spot or that spot. I don't know. I just always think about that quote. I think there's something to it. I think about that a lot. And uh, this is just like talking. I'm not. I always wonder about that with like Malone and the Nuggets this year. And, and there were times where it's like, okay, why can't they get up for these these lesser teams? You know what I mean? Or why can't they get motivated? Or it doesn't seem like Malone's able to do this and that or this. And I just wonder, it's not anything he's done right or wrong. I just wonder if four or five years later, like when Malone yells at you about defense, does it do you tune it out after a while? And that seems natural to me from the human condition standpoint, not just sports. Yeah, I think the key is you always got to keep it fresh. Like mm-hmm. you, you, I, you just need some new personalities in there. I feel like you, you just need some fresh faces a little bit but just I to mix things it, up. Well, it, maybe luckily, it doesn't for- have to do with uh, just the um, you know the new voice. I wonder. Remember George Carl when I had him on talked about every year I threw out the playbook and built it anew or whatever, and like we'd keep peace. I wonder if it's just that, just like uh, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing something really different this year that makes guys well, think also- it's new. Also, luckily yeah, but it's the, not actually that much different. <laughs> yeah. But also, luckily for the Nuggets, the, the entire assistant coaching staff changes out every season, yes. so that probably helps. Like yeah, the inability to, to retain any assistant coaches probably helps in this regard. Just wait, <laughs> West Unsell Junior's name is going to start popping up whenever coaching decisions are able to be made, and people start having that conversation. It's going to happen. But I, I, what I'm curious about is: is Malone a guy who connects with players, or is he more scheme? Because I feel like as his tenure with the Nuggets has gone along, he has slowly and surely moved towards the working with his players to be a camaraderie guy, as opposed to a hardline scheme X's and O's player development. This is how we things i think they love him i think if you asked him and and you gave him truth serum they would say no that's our guy but i i i think it can be true that one can feel that way at the front of their mind psychologically but at the end of the day that motivation factor is just a little different not Mm -hmm. just malone but even between each other so going back to harrison's point about fresh voices um you certainly see the benefit of that this would be an interesting question for malone um not i mean i don't know how he would answer it because it seems like very Mm -hmm. you know he put somebody on their heels to ask. A coach it's kind of attacking of a question I, for sure. But I would almost, yeah, but I would almost wonder just like how do you approach that? You know, knowing that a, vo- a coach's voice does get tired over time, how do you avoid that? Right. Um, would be an interesting one. Right. I'm with you, Brendan. I don't. I think the players still respond to him pretty well. I mean, that's my read on things. It did seem anything to be else? Less fun last year, though. What was that? They didn't seem but to be that having less fun last year. But that I don't... doesn't necessarily have to do with Malone, though. I mean, yeah. I think the circumstances. 
there's a lot that played into that. And there's a lot of natural progression of just young NBA athletes becoming more professional in their approach to the game. It's not just like, I'm here, this is exciting, let's just go crazy. Like, there becomes a little bit more of a methodical nature to how you go about your career. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest, um, not lies, but misconceptions about the NBA, I think, from people is that these guys are all best friends. And, like, when they get done with, with practice, they go home and they all play Xbox and then they have a sleepover and build pillow forts. It's just not like that, man. And I think a lot of these guys on the team do get along, and I think they enjoy themselves on the locker room. But look, man, over, over time, they do become coworkers. In some cases, they become competitors, right? I mean, there's no let's not let's not hide the fact that Malik Beasley was trying to take Gary Harris's money and time and everything else. And like, you can love oh, yeah. a dude. But that's still back of your mind of like, why am I so nice to this dude? He's coming for me. So oh right. yeah, did these you ever see over time? There is something. Didn't you ever see those clips of uh, Gilbert Arenas just? berating his teammates that, from the uh from the sidelines and that like, is a just, little bit of an extreme example but, I, but all the same <laughs> well yeah but all the same i mean that's like just an it, you know that is a dynamic that does exist where you, it is a situation where you're not you don't choose to come together these are not guys mm -hmm. you've chosen to surround <laughs> yourself with and unless like you're Adam the <laughs> yeah, unless, unless, but, or, yeah unless you're lebron james and you, or how about jordan in the dock Right. Yeah. Saying um, I found I went to the team captain, the best player, and I went right at him from day one. This is his team. So he didn't go to oh, him yeah, and say, hey, yeah. what can I learn from you? How can I help you? He challenged his authority <laughs> from the get go. Now, Jordan's you know an animal. You know what's funny, though, but... man, is that Jordan, that works because he's Jordan. Yes. He knew that before anybody right. else knew it. But you know how many guys walk in and go and write for the best player because they think they're the next First Jordan? day of prison, right? Like in the NBA, half of them <laughs> think they're the next Jordan. I mean, Will Barton thinks that he's like – Oh, hundred star, you know, just un unrecognized so far. Like, how many guys do you think like tried that with a with a Kobe, for example? Like, how many guys do you think came Smush. in and said, "Yeah, I, I'm gonna run LA. I'm gonna go right at him." <laughs> I'm sure it backfired. Oh, so I the streets in New York. York. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I, oh, man, I do love this though because I love what Malone said to your question, Harrison, during the conference call. The quote that got so torn and twisted and shaken oh, yeah. out of context that I was just <laughs> unimaginable. But the way that Malone said, "Yes, I would love to have fourteen Jordans in the locker room," but the idea that you can make players uh, you know different than who they are—it's a farce. Like not everybody can be Jordan, and nor should they try to be. And I think that that's an important part for your locker room as a. Uh, culture setting idea to be able to exist that you don't have to be Jordan. You don't have to be even Isaiah Thomas when he was here, be the best version of yourself. But that was a really interesting well, point from an well, old school guy. guy, man. I agree. Yeah, he's I agree. got a lot of those, those insights, man. Before we go any further and we still got the steps, we'll see if a DNVR member can finally get all the way to the top and get a DNVR lifetime membership. Nobody's ever done it yet. We'll see if that changes today. But remember, guys, all DNVR members are the ones who really know what they're doing. They start their mornings off with a cup of Strava Craft coffee. You can get your Strava Craft coffee for 20% off using the code DNVR20. Once you go Strava, you never go back, as I like to say. There's just something different about it than that regular cup of coffee. It's probably the CBD, which is non-psychoactive. It's been known to help cure long-term migraines, decrease anxiety, arthritis, IBS, Lots of other stuff too. Purchase StravaCraft coffee online for 20% off using the code DNVR20. Um, well, is there anything else? We're up at an hour here. Was there anything else we needed to attack today, guys, before nope. we send people off into their weekend? Besides oh, Eric's hat again? You already played the steps, right? You already, you already <laughs> yeah, yeah. once climbed and fallen off the steps. So yeah. unfortunately, uh, 
Unfortunately, yeah. can't do it. But thanks for hopping on, brother. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Good Wait, to see you, man. That, All right, have is that is that a bylaw of the specs? <laughs> you you get one one and one opportunity. Yeah, once every no, uh, DNVR I, member has tried to climb the steps, you can try to do it for a second time. <laughs> I, we got to put like some kind of limit on it. Maybe once a month, once a quarter, something. I mean, look, guys, the steps. I, I'm saying steps, like uh, rare air. Step one. Like bar game. Step man. two. Step two. Only one person has made it. You don't get a chance. Every the early, time. like the early click, click person. <laughs> the early clicker gets the worm. Like if you want to come back in, like other people Wait need to second. step up and take the steps. Should we put TJ through the steps? Oh, I'm yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I'm yes. Oh my god, I can't wait for this. I this is going to be so bad. <laughs> I can't. I, can't I was wait not for a Nuggets fan. So like, this is going to go today we've miserable. Been, we've been, yeah, we've been going through, um, you know, the draft and everything today. So like, I'm a little, I'm a little out of, out of. Uh, out of sorts here. Boom, I got it. Look at this. All right, TJ, if you need any help, we brought TJ McBride on the show. So ask him. <laughs> yeah. Ask him any questions. Ask yourself. Oh, actually, we Does might that actually mean I get to a, Google? We might actually have a new challenger. Hey, you're safe, TJ. You're safe. Because. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, while it lasted. He saw me and was like, nope, I'm out. This is not what I was looking for. It's like Rob Zoom chat. You were looking for. Do you think that was like the Rob UK guy who said he clicked on it not knowing he was going to be on? Like, I didn't no, know what that was. I that's me it. accidentally clicking into every Instagram live that is at the top of my Instagram throughout this <laughs> quarantine and just being oh, like, nope, back. not trying to he's do that. Back. Chris, Chris, are you are you on here on purpose or on accident? Yeah, blink if you're in trouble, please. I'm here. Okay. Well, it's good to see you, man. Thanks so much for jumping on. Thank you. Are you are you ready to to to, to make an attempt at the the steps? To ascend. I'll give it a go. All right, let's give it let's a go. You've it. got well, good first news. First off, where's where's Chris coming from? Where's he talking to us uh, from? Oh yeah. Oh, Chris is no longer where where are you in Denver? <laughs> yeah, it's Colorado, Pete, man. <laughs> Eric, throwing this thing sideways. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we lost you, Chris. I think yeah, Chris is muted. Chris is muted. muted. He's muted himself. Oh yeah, you just muted yourself, Chris. Oh, there, I nope. unmuted. Oh, now you there you go. Muted you. There you go. There you okay, go. we can hear you now. All right, step one. All right. <laughs> Let's do Let's do this thing. Are you up? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. Let's do okay. this. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Question. Oh, God. Question number one. What Nuggets player has the nickname Joker? Uh, I think that's a guy named Jokic. That is correct. I think you're correct. <laughs> hey, don't think these are too easy. Everybody thinks they're easy for a second. And they, and they regret it. Um, who led the Denver Nuggets in rebounding this season? That would be the same guy, Jokic. Wow. Oh. This is easy. All is, the wait, hold on. Is the answer everyone. to every one of these questions? I know. It's either Jokic or Alex English. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Which Nuggets player has the nickname Big Honey? <laughs> it's a uh, he's from Sambor. I can't remember. Her. I think it's really good. Oh, 
going to be a Kenrich Williams. The problem is that the problem, is, yeah, the problem we've run into now is that that's all the things about Jokic that there are. There's no <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this season, immediately following the trade of Malik Beasley and Juan Jaren and Gomez, an extremely shorthanded Nuggets team defeated the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake. How many players were active for that game? I like that question. Um. Can TJ help me with this? Oh yeah, yeah. What are my rules on helping? I don't even know how this works. You provide the answer. Oh, I provide the answer, and then he decides with eleven. It's seven. (laughs) The the magnificent game I thought was the Milwaukee game. No. No. It was the Utah game. The Utah game. Mm -hmm. All right. Seven. 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 All right, we did it. That really should have, by all rights, been the seventh question, Adam. (laughs) Well. So now, you want a sticker pack? Congratulations. Hey! Congratulations, Chris. You can't you have it, You want to risk it all. Yeah. Try to get five more right and win a T-shirt. I have stickers. I, oh, I have nice flex. Nice flex. flex. Oh. Nice like, flex. you're, you're right. done with stickers in life now? No more stickers. <laughs> oh, he's taking off the sweatshirt. Oh, and he's got oh, the diehard shirt on. Wow. Incredible. The flex is so good. All right. Which current Denver Nuggets player has a tattoo of Squidward on his leg? That would be Bobo. That is correct. That would be correct. Man. He's coming for that top spot. Oh, wait. Now we're on seven. We're actually on seven. Um, (laughs) Do the animation for me, please. The Denver Nuggets do not have their own first-round pick in the 2020 draft, but they have acquired one from this team. Uh, TJ, that's Washington, right? I believe so. Right? Wasn't that part of the... They made the trade? It's a four-team deal, and I can't remember what, what team it came from. I, I think it I think it was. I believe it was Washington, but I could definitely... Right, when they McCray. Let me think on it. Take all the time. It wasn't from Minnesota, How do I not right? remember this? <laughs> it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a first-round pick from Minnesota. I think it was from Washington. No, because it's not a lotto pick. It's from Houston. Oh, right. The three-way... 19th pick? I don't remember. Good luck. I'm sorry. I think it was Houston. I don't remember. I'm oh, sorry. TJ. That way I can blame him if it's wrong. There you yeah. go. That's the best policy. Washington or Houston, Chris? Uh, I'll go with Houston. Yep, that's right. Hey! Oh, hey! No, hey! Close. I, oh, I close. <laughs> Gerald Green in a first round Ooh, pick. That's from right, Houston. We're, we're going old school. I don't know if TJ's gonna be able to help you on this one. What college did Dan Issel attend? Yeah, I have no idea. Don't ask him. Oh School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> Man, my son would know. Um but your your younger son has more knowledge about Dan Hissel than you do. My younger son, my son knows everything about NBA history, and he quizzes me, and I get stuff wrong all the time. Should have paid attention. Should have um, paid attention. So I know he was with the Kentucky Generals. Uh, maybe maybe uh, TJ any any guesses? I, I have no I have no guesses. This is so beyond my understanding. Yeah, I have no idea. I know this one. For no once. way. Don't believe really? me. I did not know this one until I just looked it up. I'm looking it up <laughs> right now because I'm curious. Oh, I was right. My- 
Get him out of here, TJ. Um, <laughs> we got to guess, Chris. I'll go with Kentucky. I think it's wrong, but I'll go with Kentucky. I can't believe these guesses. I can't unbelievable. I can't either to the point that I'm now convinced Chris is cheating. I'm gonna look closely at his glasses just so I can see if anything is reflecting in the lens. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Which team defeated the Denver Nuggets 186 to 184 in the highest scoring game in NBA history? Uh, I think uh, that was Detroit. Uh, TJ, you want to weigh in on this? That's what I remember as well, but again. Yeah, I think it was Detroit. Oh, we my there gosh. At the doorstep. We're right there. We got a big one. Machine right now. Is this this is okay. the T-shirt question? This yep. is the T-shirt question. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, hold on, Chris. Do you Are you done with the T-shirts also, like you are stickers? No, no, no. He has to. He has to answer this. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! I, whoa, know, like, whoa. I, know, like, I have t-shirts I don't have. Feeling on the prize going into it, so we. There's a couple t-shirts I don't have. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Monte Morris spent the 2017-18 season in the G League. What team did he play for? Uh, he played for Houston's G League team. Um, TJ, you remember the name? Rio Grande Valley. That's it. Vipers. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, oh. these guys! Unbelievable! Wow. Hey, give me G wow. info all day. I can do this for you. Oh. <laughs> all right. You want to talk about Eastern European prospects? I'm here for you. To, you want to go to history? TJ, Nothing. Right. Chris, two days in shirt. a row, guys. We're getting soft on everybody. We're getting soft if we're letting people. Seven of the seven of the answers were were Jokic, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first three in a row. Were Jokic. I like to right, think Chris, that our members guys. have just been going home and studying up on Nuggets trivia every night. <laughs> Chris, you have one uh, DNVR shirt, which you can keep, or you can risk it all, get five more right. And earn a lifetime subscription to DNVR. I also, uh, like yesterday's guest, already have a lifetime subscription. Oh, <laughs> but I will, uh, I will keep playing because it's more fun, and then we would give it away. Hey, I like it. I like I it. Feel, what a great answer. I feel a little offended that nobody wants to. <laughs> Let them give out the membership. <laughs> Lordy. All right, number 11, Pepsi Center's address is 1000 Chopper Circle. Who is the street named after? Uh, former equipment manager, Chopper. God, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> can you just, can you just, just cho- yeah, I would have been like, Chopper. You know, <laughs> screw it, we're counting it. Yeah, he knew it was the equipment manager. He knew the equipment manager. If he didn't know Absolutely. that, I don't know if I could let it slide. All right, uh, in 2015, the Denver Nuggets fired Brian Shaw. Who did they have replace him as interim coach? Oh. I know this one if you need help. Yeah, I have a couple names in my head, but uh, uh, TJ, if you could help me out. Melvin Hunt. Oh, I didn't. That wasn't one of the names I had in my head. Melvin Hunt. Man, TJ oh turned out gosh. to be the, the, the perfect helper here. We it's thought Jeff Morton was the coffee. It's the coffee. Folger, sponsor me. I'm here Yo, for you. We thought we thought Jeff Morton was going to be the ultimate companion, but he sunk his his yeah. player. So he stopped in the like 98 <laughs> season, though. So three questions to go, man. This is exciting. Okay, number 
Number 13. How many triple doubles did Nikola Jokic have this season before it was canceled? <laughs> Turns out there is another question about Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> There's another thing to know about Jokic. I. And just so you know, Chris, if you get this wrong, you actually lose your lifetime membership. It's a money pit, this DNVR. <laughs> yeah. We didn't really explain these rules very well, clearly. <laughs> Uh, TJ, 14 seem about right to you? I was thinking 12 or 13, and I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think it was 14. I think that's no, too high. 14 seems like too many. I was going to say 12, with... but... Uh, I'm going to go with 13. Not my fault. Oh! Was it 12? Was it 12? It was 12. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> TJ, man, you can lead a horse to water. Sometimes you get lucky, man. It's almost like I do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, you did pretty well there, bro. That was Dude, a good show. hey, you know what though? Major shouts to Chris for risking it all. Hundred percent. I like that. I like the spirit of this. It's a, it's a crazy that we we've had a handful I of people did. on already who are like our members are such good people, really, man. Unbelievable. Such good people. And and you know I'm with you know I'm with Chris. The shirts aren't that great. I mean, to be fair, the designs are kind of whack. Um, Artist who makes it is not that talented, so it's not that valuable. I'm with Chris. And he wears terrible hats. Terrible hats. Come on. All right, we've gone too far. We've gone absolutely too far. This is a stylish hat. Golf courses are going to be open again. That's why I wore this. Certified. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. Well, thank you so much for WGT. Thanks to everybody that uh, participated today and all week. I'm rocking the visor. I don't think the show's going anywhere, man. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so obviously, all quarantine we're going. I don't know if we're going to let it go after quarantine. I just have too much fun with it. So thanks, everybody. Tell your friends about it. Let them know. Let them know about DNVR. And then don't be shy. Hop on. We love talking to you guys. So don't be shy. Hop on. Have a conversation. TJ, thanks for joining us, man. It was, much a, love, TJ. Pleasure, guys. It was great to see your faces. Be safe, everyone. Miss you, bro. Hey, TJ, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great hat. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Have a good one. Green Mountain Dental is the best damn dentist in Denver. They're located in Lakewood. They're family-owned. They're huge Colorado sports fans. You can get your teeth clean, get a cavity-filled wall talking sports. I mean, the dentist isn't the place where anyone really likes to go, but I guess if you can talk sports, that's not the worst consolation prize. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. They'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver in Lakewood. And remember, get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, and they'll hook it up big. They'll give you that free Sonicare toothbrush. Get away from that crappy grocery store toothbrush that you've been holding onto for way too long. The bristles are probably all frayed out. It's probably not even doing the job anymore. You're going to end up spending more money or diving into your insurance more at the dentist anyway. Go to Green Mountain Dental, schedule a cleaning extra and exam, get that free Sonicare toothbrush.